from the campaign trail to the studio, Wesley Hunt continues the fight. Along with his brother Rendon, they chronicle their family experience from slavery to West Point in four generations. Tackling the difficult conversations facing our country, they're on a mission to preserve the American dream. Buckle up and welcome aboard. You're in the hunt. I'm Wesley Hunt. I'm Rendon Hunt. And, and you're, you're in, in the, the hunt. hunt. Today. Oh, yes, today. Today. We will be discussing The Messenger. Oh, this is okay. going to be good. Okay. The Messenger always matters. We can act like it doesn't. We can act like people can just say whatever they want to say. But The Messenger always matters. The background, what they've done, how they've treated people in the past. It's always going to be material. So speaking of the messenger always mattering, what better way to start than with Prince Harry? Prince Harry, let's go. <laughs> My man. Now, <laughs> my favorite American. I mean, Brit. I mean, what is he now? <laughs> the irony of everything that's going on with Prince Harry right now. Oh, Prince Harry. So here's what's interesting, I think, about us and the conversations we have. I'm not a Royals follower all the time type of person. Well, we are now. After watching, after watching this guy. <laughs> yes. This guy. Because now... <laughs> It's really, really interesting. <laughs> like, this is like watching the Tudors. <laughs> or the Crown. This is crazy, right? This, this has guy, gotten really interesting. This guy, yeah. So the context of, of this, the, the current paradigm that Harry finds himself in, is Again. on Dax Shepard's podcast, Armchair Expert, which is a wonderful podcast, and I really like it. He has some great interviews on. Is one with Matthew McConaughey. I would recommend people listen to it. And he's a very transparent person who also is a brilliant comedian, so he just has this wonderful balance of how he engages. Brennan, get on this, Brennan. Right. Get yeah. to it. Okay, I got it. Uh, Please get to this because I'm getting impatient. I'm getting there. <laughs> Come I'm on. getting there. So I actually listened. Let's go. Yeah, yeah, let's go. Let's go. Come on. I actually listened to Dax Shepard's podcast, so this wasn't something that I was listening to off the cuff. He had Harry on as a guest. So I'm thinking, huh, this should be really interesting. I listened to this after I've heard that Harry has gotten some blowback from saying that the First Amendment is, and I quote, bonkers. Bonkers. Our First Amendment. Bonkers. Yeah. Okay. Like, so, like, like the First Amendment, like, like the Constitution that we earned by kicking your ass. <laughs> yeah. That, that is it, now bonkers. That, that is bonkers. That, <laughs> The, the cornerstone. I mean, we're not talking, talking about dude. the 30th or 40th or 50th. No. The first Number one. one. Number one. The first one. Now, look, and I, I can even say <laughs> the Constitution. I'm sorry. I'm fired up on this one. <laughs> the Constitution for me is like Prince's anthology of music. Yes. Right? It's hard to pick a favorite. Yeah. If I have, there's some good ones. If I have to pick... It's a favorite Prince song? Yeah. It's probably going to be I Want to Be Your Lover, Second Erotic City. Yeah. But if I have to pick a favorite, I'll pick a favorite. 
In the U.S. Constitution, <laughs> if I had to pick two favorite amendments, I am a black Christian. I really like the First Amendment <laughs> because it's freedom of religion. And I really like the 13th Amendment yeah. because I'm a black man. Yeah, those. Okay. I mean, it's it's so it's like one A and one alpha at that point. Yeah. We're both big fans of those two. Yeah. I like I, I like the whole anthology. Okay, however, but these are particularly touchy amendments for me, and so he, he calls this rubbish. So I'm listening to the interview. Okay, and the way that it's teed up is Harry and Dax Shepard are talking about kids and how kids did not buy into the celebrity culture. And, of course, Harry has a lot of experience with this because he had to deal with this with his mother and his mother being really harassed by the press. But not by the United States press. Yes. Yeah. By the British press. Yes. Okay? So he had to deal with this. And so what they're basically talking about, Dak Shepard and his wife are, are putting forward an initiative to basically get the press away from the kids. Okay? So that's where this all started. So I'm listening to it, and I'm, I'm all in. I'm like, yeah, I agree. Like, these kids, like, you shouldn't be camping out and taking pictures of these kids and stuff. Yeah, I'm all in. So I continue to listen, and I'm waiting for the moment where this is going to go sour. So I'm like, this isn't that bad of an interview. Like, what are they talking about? Then he comes back to the First Amendment, and he says, yeah, I don't really get the First Amendment. It, it, it's rubbish. And the crazy thing for me was that the beginning, the beginning of the podcast, they actually spent talking about how if you have a platform, the things that you say matters, matter. And they talked about this with Joe Rogan in, in his statements on, on COVID, which we could go back to because I actually don't think it was that bad at all. Uh, and he's on an apology tour right now. I don't think it was that bad. I, in context, I really don't. But... They were first talking about how the messenger matters. He then later on says, I don't really understand the First Amendment. And then later on says, it's rubbish. So you're the messenger. You're somebody who's living in a country after you've left your country, after giving them a turd sandwich. Okay. It's not a very good sandwich. That's not a good sandwich. You, you, you've left your country. You've come over here. It's a really bad sandwich. It's a, ba nobody, it's a bad sandwich. Nobody wants that sandwich. You've come over here, and then you're going to criticize the foundation by which we've built our country and our freedoms. The messenger matters. Quite frankly, how dare you do that? It's called privilege. It's called privilege. How dare you? It's called privilege. You think, because you have all the money in the world and that you're a prince— that you can leave your country and come to somebody else's country and then talk about our constitution. It's privilege. It's called royal privilege. It's what we keep talking about ad infinitum. And they continue to put it on display all the time. Because you know what we would never do? I would never choose to pick up my life and go live in another country and say, man, this constitution in Australia is, 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 is bonkers. Yeah. You know what? Because I don't have to live there. No. And I go live in my country. Yeah. I'm choosing to live in this culture, in this society, where people shed blood and died for this document. Yeah. 
and the people continue to shed blood for this document. And quite frankly, maybe if it's behind closed doors, I could say X, Y, or Z. Okay, maybe there's certain things I don't agree with. But to go on Dax Shepard's podcast, which is one of the most mostly listened yeah. to and watched and viewed podcasts in the entire world, and to say that just continues to put on display the lack of gratefulness that you should have that we allow you to be here in the first place. Yeah. And, and quite frankly... We take that seriously. Yeah, very seriously. And once again, when you say the First Amendment, first of all, you should take the time to understand what you're talking about. Because it's not just freedom of the press. Oh. It's freedom of speech it's and it's freedom, freedom of religion. religion. Okay? So oh. understand what so, you're so, talking so about. So freedom of religion and speech and, and, and free, freedom to assemble, that, that's all, that's bonkers. Yeah. And I'm not saying, here's the thing that's crazy. I understand your argument about protecting children. I think everybody in our society should have a certain level of privacy, okay? I, I, I am not arguing with that, but at the same time, if you're going to use incendiary language on things that are so important to who we are as a people, yeah. that's highly offensive, man. Highly. It's high, it, it is highly offensive. It's highly offensive. And behind. I'll say to the messenger mattering, it dilutes the message you're trying to put out. He and Oprah right now are on a project where they're talking about... I call her Ope. Ope. He and Oprah are on a project right now... Harpo. ...where they're talking about mental illness and, and climate change, two things that are very important to me as well. And the thing that's really sad to me to see in all this, first of all, I think it, it's, an, it's a good and provocative message to get out there that anybody can suffer from mental illness, no matter what state you are, if you're a prince or anything. I, I like that he's putting that message out, right? Mm -hmm. I like that Oprah is putting the message out of, of what she's been through in her childhood so that people know that you can overcome these things. I like those things. I think it's important that people do that. But that message is now being diluted because people aren't talking about the show as much as they're talking about you calling the First Amendment bonkers. Know your audience, man. But Renan, he doesn't know care. where you are. No, respect where he, you are. He doesn't care, Renan. He's a prince. He was can, was a prince, what? and there's only one prince. <laughs> and he sings. He's not our prince. I want to be your lover. He's not our prince. <laughs> He'll never be our prince. <laughs> <laughs> He'll never be. The our red friend. coats are coming. The red coats are coming. <laughs> Every time I see him, that's what I'm gonna think. <laughs> No, I mean, I mean, I was joking earlier. Our when prince I said doesn't we, wear we red. There. We he wears there. purple. <laughs> <laughs> I was just kidding too about us, you know, kicking the kicking the British's. I really wasn't. You're right. okay. I wasn't. Kidding How was at that kidding? That didn't I happen. Wasn't kidding at all because we did. <laughs> That's like saying, yeah. "Man, I was kidding about that time that Mike Tyson beat Leon Spinks." No, he did though. Or Michael Spinks. I'm yeah, sorry. Mike, yeah, Michael Spinks. Ever? Oh yeah. Pops in the mouth and he he's history. history. Oh yeah. Yeah. It happened. Yeah. That that happened. That's so just just my argument. Just just kind of be humble about it. You know. Don't you know? We have a we have a storied history. You know. You don't get to you don't get to come to to the you know back to back you know World War Champions house. Yeah. And talk about our constitution. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and and even But and real quick, I want to say this. Yeah, sure. Because I wouldn't go to Britain at all and have the audacity to say the same thing about them. No, because there's a level of respect that I have for them and their culture and what they've May not agree with it, may not like it, but if I'm gonna live here, they'll do well then this is what I gotta deal with. Yeah. And and it's also it's acting as if the American press is something that's so egregious and above and beyond what we see with the British press that oh by the way. 
uh, was was responsible for your mo- your mother's death too. Yeah, right. It's like it's like we're, this is not this egregious so, thing that's so. So the message that's matters. Uniquely so he could criti- he could criticize them. Yeah, that's fine. I don't even mind. Look, I don't even mind him criticizing our press. Right. Yeah, that's not the first. It's thing. the Constitution, it's the Constitution piece of it, right? Yeah, okay. Like I get it. I, I criticize, I, like, I I criticize our press too. I think yeah, our press, I I think our press, our press is absolutely ridiculous. I, 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 and, and I get the idea yeah. of even where the conversation started. The conversation started with, yeah, lay off the kids. Yeah. I 100% agree with that, right? Lay off the kids. I agree. But then I I believe that it got taken a little bit too far, and I hope that he recognizes that, and I hope that that. Do you know what else too? That you he talk, tries you to talk about knowing that. your audience, though, for the most part, not entirely. For the most part, we do lay off the kids. For the most part, I think there's a, there's some there's some bad actors here here or there, but kids tend to stay out of the spotlight, particularly the younger ones. So i i don't I don't know enough about what they're seeing because some of the things that they were talking about, people camping out in their yard and stuff like that. Because I have never lived that lifestyle, I couldn't definitively say that we lay off the kids. Because I, 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 there's what we see, but there's also the broader infrastructure of what they're experiencing. Well, I just have. I'm just talking about here in, here in the U.S. for somebody that just ran for Congress and who has children. There were a few snide remarks here and there. I don't want to that, – yeah. that, that'll be another episode for, for another day. But when I think about people that are in public office and people that are in a public eye, and I think about our media as bad as they can be, they don't, they don't, I, don't, I don't see them talking about their children all that much. Yeah, yeah. Now, every now and again, yeah, there's some here and there, but that's not a that's not a prevalent idea that comes in my mind that they're attacking children. That was the line that was crossed with me, as you know, with the Obama girls. Mm-hmm. When they were in office and people were saying negative things about them. Stop. I was like, whoa. And by the way, that that got cut real quick. Cut that out. But that that was see, that, that was a cease work session real quick. Yeah. Yeah. And I and there's even And this, Chelsea Clinton too for a little bit. Yeah. I remember there was some there was something that was kind of uh, yeah. but that was yeah that was put to re- that was put to bed, and there was even this piece too of of within that podcast this discussion about Joe Rogan basically saying if you're a young person who's in shape you don't need the vaccine right here's what's it and he's going on the apology but he, said, but he said that with me when i was on his podcast here's 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 a very, very similar line so here's what's interesting about that he's going on the apology is he apologizing right for that yeah and here's what's here's in a joe rogan is, is it a joe rogan apology or is it like an apology it's apology like hey, but here's what i what i find really interesting like that uh, uh, about this consider the messenger right this is a person who is an entertainer who lends a phenomenal perspective on a number of different issues okay it's not a government official and this is like what he was talking about when he was explaining i'm not anthony fauci telling you to do this no this is my opinion i'm actually a comedian yeah my my opinion (laughs) is that if you're a young person and these are the same issues that i had with taking the vaccine and i understand what he's saying it's like i totally understand this is not the target market you're not you're not at risk of, of people but the idea that somehow now in the broader context of society we're holding him accountable for for That's irresponsibility absurd. it's like at what point does joe rogan become a public official <laughs> whose opinion on all of this is the foremost Medical like opinion, the aftermost medical opinion over, yeah, over the CDC. When does Joe Rogan become the CDC? No. Yeah, like it just which it, I have, which I have, which I have issues with, as you could probably venture to imagine right now. But yeah. but but you're right. Like 
your point about the messenger mattering, that's that's actually a really good point because it's it's not Dr. Fauci, it's not it's Joe Rogan. Yeah. Yeah. And we've had another issue, I'll say, in the past week that goes more to uh, the fourth estate as well, and uh, in the press more broadly, with Chicago's mayor. <laughs> Lori Lightfoot. It's just so many things that there's there's a lot there's going on. So many on. things that go in my head that I just I don't say, you know. Yeah. This is a moment where I wish I was Joe Rogan and I could say whatever I want. <laughs> He's in the catbird seat on that. But I'm not. But I, I, I love I I, I, I I love that level of freedom. Isn't and it the it, greatest it, level of freedom pretty, you can ever have? It's pretty incredible. I will never be able to have that level of freedom ever again. It, but it's it's but it's pretty incredible. To be able I, to I, say I, what comes off the top of your head. Yes. It just and just roll with it and just be totally fine with that. Yeah. You know how amazing that is? It's incredible. It's incredible. It's a, it's a freedom of speech. <laughs> right? It's freedom of speech. Uh, <laughs> That's pretty good, right? That's good. Mayor, Mayor Lori Lightfoot of Chicago, 58-year-old black female, has publicly said and made the decision that she is not going to take one-on-one interviews with any journalists who are not black or brown. <laughs> this, is just this is the worst. This is one of the worst things. You want to talk about I've being heard. being I, part of the problem? Oh man. I mean, this is literally like you talk about freedom of the press and and, and you talk about being part of the problem in terms of Believing that this somehow is going to address the lack of diversity amongst the the journalist core, I think there's a better way to do that than to single out groups of people who have worked hard to be there as well because of the color of their skin. Could you imagine if a white person, (laughs) pick any white politician, okay, Pick any, come one, come all. Pick any. Could you could you imagine if Bill Clinton in '96 <laughs> would stand up and say, "Hey, we're gonna have a press conference. Only <laughs> you can't answer the question. You're too dark. You you have a question. You have a question. Mm. <laughs> like they're like, like like the idea of that is absolutely ridiculous. And I will say, she wasn't the only one who took it too far. Tucker Carlson responded to it. He called her a Nazi and a monster. <laughs> Bro. I mean, okay, okay, we, okay, okay, okay. okay, all, talk, I okay. Mean, we literally Okay, the Nazi the Nazi part, you know how we feel about that. The the, the Nazi part is that we should never use that. Now, monster? Yeah, but who I mean, I mean literally we have relegated I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding we, no, we have relegated ourselves. Seriously, monster. <laughs> we've relegated ourselves. I mean, she I know. she I know. She figuratively I know. picked up horse dung, yeah, flung it, and what did he do? He caught it. 
He caught it and threw, threw it, it right, right back. back. <laughs> yeah, he did. Real mature, guys. Yeah, I know. Real mature. Not, Nazi is a word that we need to completely eradicate. Comparing, not not eradicate the word uh, because we need to talk about the history yeah. of it, but it need it need not be compared no. to something like that because no. that's not even close. No, stop it. Like, stop it. Stop it. Words matter. Yeah. Right. The, the definition of a word does matter. And, ah. And that's that's, you know. That's an interesting point too because. Not only does the messenger matter, but the words matter as well, mm-hmm. right? Because even even this idea of not understanding something, back to the idea of Harry and saying something is is bonkers, right? If you don't understand something, Harry's a pretty educated guy, and it's not just because he has a British accent. No. Because we assume every British person is, I mean, is, is a genius. I even hear Lennox Lewis talk. I don't know how smart Lennox Lewis is. It doesn't matter. It doesn't, he has a British accent. It doesn't matter. It, 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 his, like, when I hear somebody with a, with a British accent, I'm yeah. like, oh, yeah, that person is smart. That, that person has been reading some done. He's smart. Yeah. Do you want us really crazy, too? Speaking of, speaking of accents, whenever we hear a British accent or we hear an Australian accent or any accent that's not American because we grew up in America, sure. we they I always kind of grew up in a world to where I was like, you know what? Like. They have a whatever accent, but I never thought I had an accent. It's true. I thought I know there's 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 ge- there's you know geographical accent. There's there's a New York accent. There's a Southern accent. Yeah. There's a Midwestern accent. There's a California. There's accent. There's a Hunt Brothers accent. There's a, I know, right? We never really. I met had a guy one. the other day. He told me he's like you and your brother at the Astros game, and he yeah. knew you. He said you and your brother had the same accent. Well, I wonder what that is. It's like what is what, what is do that you accent? Define that accent. Yeah. <laughs> so when I went to Australia a few years for New Year's many years ago. I was Wonderful walking around. It's awesome country. It's it's my third favorite country. I'm in Australia. Who's second, Israel. Ah, yeah. <laughs> prayers prayers with our brothers and sisters in Israel. Absolutely, sure. absolutely. A lot going on there. Um, and I was walking around. I was walking around with my buddy. We were walking out of a movie that we had just saw. We were, we were talking, and it was a group of Australian young ladies that turned around and said, "Keep talking. You sound like the movies." And it was the first time where I was like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I have an accent. Because <laughs> they watch American movies. Yeah. And I sound like the American. So I'm walking around. I'm like, that's what a Brit sounds like to me. Yeah. Or an Australian accent sounds like to us. It was it happened. It was like one of the first time I realized that, oh, I do have, I do, I do have, I have an American accent. accent. It's unique. And yeah. at some point, somebody's going to have to explain to me because we... I do believe that the American accent is the right accent. <laughs> and the reason why I believe that is because... Because, well, I'm an American. <laughs> it's, well, it's because I'm an American. Right? <laughs> no, it's, it's because... Uh, it, uh, oh, we're 2-0 uh, <laughs> in World Wars. Because I mean, we're awesome. Right? Right? <laughs> Red, white, blue. Bald eagle. Now, I, the, the reason why I think it's the best accent, or, or the, right, the correct accent, is how come every singer, <laughs> when they sing, sounds like they're an American? Dude, look at Idris Elba. It's the way it's supposed to sound. Look, even all the British, all the I love Sam Smith. Man, can that guy sing? Have you heard? He can sing. He can sing. He sings in an American accent. And he sings an American accent. He can. That guy can sing a Whitney Houston song. Have you heard his cover of, of uh, "How Will I Know"? Yeah. I have a real have problem when anybody tries to cover Whitney Houston. It's Whitney Houston and Luther Vandross. Yeah. You better come. You better come with that. Smoke, like those man, shows, like The Voice in American Idol. You better get it whatever right. anybody's, I'm going to be singing Whitney Houston. I'm like, and I'm going to be turning the channel. <laughs> this better be. <laughs> this is not going to go <laughs> well. Remember, remember Apollo? Showtime at the Apollo. Remember Showtime at the Apollo? Sandman, Sims. Whatever, whatever they, it, it was, it was, it was either Luther Vandross 
Teddy Pendergrass or or Whitney Houston. And the second they said that, people started sitting back on the air chairs. Like, let me tell you something. You got one you got note. One note. <laughs> you got one note to get this right. One note. If you don't get this right, one note, you're gone. Yes. Yeah. And I, I tell you, but uh, Sam Smith singing "How That How Will I Know" is uh, awesome. cover is incredible. But that's why I think it's the correct accent. Uh, <laughs> you know why it's the correct because accent? you know why they do because this is where all the money is. They're, they're genius. No, no, they're, no, they're genius. They have to play to the American market. Do you think th- you think they're playing, or you think they? I think they just sound like that when they sing. Yeah, they've trained themselves to sound like us. I don't think so, man. Hey man, if you're gonna, if, in order to beat the best, you got to beat the best. Huh? So we can say cucumber, say spot pickle. Huh? huh? <laughs> what? Huh? We're the best. <laughs> DJ Khaled, we the best. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It's, I mean, it's an I interesting know. concept. I mean, I don't. I don't, I don't know, man. Well, they, well they, I tell you what, they do. They do a pretty doggone good job. I, I think it's like this. For example, I think you know, even with singers and with even with Idris Elba, I just brought that. I just brought him up. He's one of my favorite actors. Yeah, he's great. He, he, I mean. He he and Luther is just ridiculous. Like yeah. He is he's a stud, and he, and the wire and the <laughs> so good Stringer Bell Stringer Bell. Come yeah. on, man. Yeah. So yeah, <laughs> they they even better. Yeah, so good. Um, and he, I watched the interview. I had no idea that he was British until I saw yeah. him. I saw him in the interview. Um, Hugh Laurie, who who played House. Yeah. It's another guy. Yeah. And I'm just like looking at these guys talk, and I'm just like, you know, that's really interesting. What percentage of movies in the world where are they made? Or, or not movies, but hits. Yeah, probably right? United because States. in Indi- India they have a they have a huge market as well. Yeah, yeah. But probably here in the United in Hollywood. Yeah, Hollywood, New York. Yeah. So a lot of the actors and actresses, if they want to come here, yeah. Look, if you want to play in Texas, you got to have a fiddle and the band, right? Yeah. It's an, inter- it's an interesting. Con- it's an interesting concept. And and then there's this this broader piece of that of us as being awesome. Yeah, because we're just awesome. Uh, there's this broader piece of this where. I think you, you, you see it in film, too, what people have experienced, uh, producers, writers. All of this comes comes up into the messenger actually mattering, right? Mm-hmm. Spike Lee. The things that he put out, the experiences that he's had in his life, the messenger matters. We see it as parents. And this is something that has been life-changing for me. Because it's one thing to do the right thing uh, because you believe it's the right thing, you believe that nobody's watching all these other types of things. But see, when you're a parent, you can't hide. We have children that will be in our house for 18 years. Um, You know, they'll have health care for 26 years. Mm -hmm. If they want their doctors, they can keep their doctors. Uh, so you have kids that are going to be in that, that are going to be in our house for uh, probably a minimum of 18 years, and we don't like to accept the fact that they're going to know us better than we know them. Certainly in adulthood, they've seen us as full-grown adults, and the things that we do and the things that we say, us as a messenger is going to matter. Yeah. If I tell my child, "Don't curse" or "Don't do this, that, and the other," <laughs> that might be for me. Our kids might. Yeah, that's gonna be that's gonna be hard, right? Be <laughs> so I just probably wouldn't tell him not to do it. Actually, was really funny. This was this was really funny. So anytime, anytime I call Rendon, which is only two or three times, we talk two or three times, sometimes more, whatever. And we have we have a rule here. 
if I call you and write or Esther or the children are in the car, you put me on speakerphone. You better tell me you're on speakerphone. Identify yourself. <laughs> is this line secure? Is this, is this, is this a secure, secure line? Because there may not have been once or twice. Yeah. <laughs> earmuffs. See, you can say it whenever you want. You just got to say earmuffs first. <laughs> I call you. You are. Yeah, man, I can hear you. Oh, <laughs> come on, come on. But but there there is this piece where where truly the messenger does matter. Yeah. It's the piece of, of the presentation that, that you'll be doing Memorial Day weekend yeah. on Fox. Mm-hmm. It's the piece of when you talk about things, when you talk about this country, you're speaking about this country out of a place of love. How, do, you, how do I know that you're speaking out of, this, out, of, out of a place of love? Because you were willing to serve this country. Mm-hmm. The messenger does indeed matter. Mm-hmm. So there's a there's a issue that's going on right now amongst some former NBA players. I'm not sure if you're tracking it, but it's it's a, it's, a, it's this feud between Kwame Brown and Matt Barnes and uh, God, I can't think of the other guy because Matt Barnes has a podcast and it, I think it's I think it's called something like The Smoke or something like or Bring the Smoke or whatever yeah. the case might be. And these two guys were on with Gilbert Arenas. Oh geez. And they started kind of bashing Kwame Brown in his career. Okay. It was very interesting because Kwame Brown, for those of you who don't know, 20 years ago was a first-round draft pick. Yeah. Ended up playing for the Wizards during Michael Jordan's last year. Michael Jordan was 38 years old when he was playing. Yeah. Michael Jordan came from a very different era. Yeah. And the rumor was that Jordan broke him from the very beginning and he was never able to reach any of his potential uh, because he just, you know, couldn't handle it mentally. Couldn't handle it mentally. Jordan broke him. Yeah. Spent some time in the NBA, and he just kind of faded out, and he is known as being a bust. Okay? Yeah. yeah. What people don't know is that he actually did made, made a decent amount of money. He actually was able to kind of take care of his family. He was actually able to be a, a good, decent human being. And by any stretch of the imagination, he would be a success story given his very checkered, tough past and background growing up. Yeah. That has now come out on social media. Yeah. And in a bust in the NBA. Hey, I'd rather be the last guy in the NBA. <laughs> okay. I mean, you know what I mean? First round he's, draft he's pick, a, bust. He's okay. a bust. Okay. Well, hey, whatever. Hey, I made it here. So this, is, so this is, you're, you're, you're getting to my point. <coughs> Kwame Brown, you haven't heard him say anything for 20 years. He's been ridiculed, been talked about, been mm-hmm. trashed for all this time. And when I tell you Kwame Brown brought the smoke. He got back? I, it's, it, it's, it's uh, so inappropriate and uh and not pc i wouldn't recommend anybody <laughs> watch it wouldn't tell you to actually look at it but yeah but when you talk about the messenger matters so stephen a smith who i like yeah who oh, i, I love stephen i think i think you know, he's I like, hilarious i i i like stephen a smith more every year stephen a smith he's a he's a uh, espn and he's uh, authentic broadcaster he's been doing this for a very long time he's very good he's a lot of respect in the industry uh, <clears throat> he has been ridiculing and talking trash about Kwame Brown for for thirty for like twenty. Kwame Brown? Yeah, you know you know the deal. <laughs> Here's the thing. I feel like Matt Barnes can say something. I I feel like Gilbert Arenas can say something. Why? Mm, I know where this is going. Well, because they played in the NBA, they played the game. They've had a relatively successful career. So like like their ridicule and their critique is one thing. 
sometimes people like Stephen A, and actually those guys too, you need to be careful with who you ridicule and kind of what comes out of your mouth and how, an you, and, and how you do it. Yeah. Okay, because now that, now that Kwame Brown is now responding and really putting all of them on blast. Yeah. I find it to be very interesting because usually the person that gets ridiculed just takes it and goes away and bows out. Yeah. But it's all good and fun. Till the rabbit got the gun. <laughs> Till the rabbit got the gun. Hey. Remember dad used to always, used to hey. always say that. It's all good and fun. Till the, the rabbit got, got the gun. gun. And so yeah. now Kwame Brown is taking <clears throat> shots at these guys and their personal lives. Oh, yeah. Because if, if, if so he, his argument is, is you're coming at me. Hmm. Talking about my basketball career, which, which which was my life. Yeah. But y'all talking about basketball, and y'all have real life problems. Wow. With with your families and your relationships and this. And I've been he, quiet, and you're not seeing that stuff on I, my I, life, and your stuff has been popping up everywhere. But now, but you want to come after me? Yeah. So what I find really funny is a podcast that's called "Bring the Smoke" or "All the Smoke" or something like that. The guys that host a podcast are apologizing to Kwame Brown. Interesting. Because they don't want the smoke. They don't want the smoke. <laughs> Not anymore. Not anymore. Well, and you bring up you bring up a couple of really interesting things there. Because, and it's, it's just so interesting how this whole conversation still circles back to the fourth estate and the press, mm-hmm. right? It circles back to Stephen A. Smith gets paid handsomely to commentate and give his opinion. opinion about sports right and so there's an interesting piece of him doing that commentating giving his opinion about sports now would it would it be appropriate for him to talk about the success of somebody's nba career or not i mean it's totally in browns for if somebody that he's trashing their career it's like well you didn't make it here whoa that's see, see usually nobody says that though that's totally in bounds but totally. you're right i mean and, and part of that perhaps maybe the reason why people don't say that is it's a victim mentality. It's a victim mentality. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, messenger matters in sports. It's like it's like Charles Barkley. It's like Chuck. Oh yeah. <laughs> you'll never be a champion, that's Chuck. Why never, that's why you'll never be a champion, Chuck. That's why you'll never be a champion, Chuck. <laughs> Shaq. Go ahead, big fellow. Shaq <laughs> just just is relentless on that point. In fact, we can have Shaq sitting here right now talking about the messenger matters. Anytime Charles Barkley says anything about a championship mentality, he gets shut down immediately by yeah. Kenny Smith. And Kenny Smith is... <laughs> yeah. Okay, okay. Kenny, 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 Smith, Kenny needs we're to Houston, We're Houstonians, okay? Yeah. We know... We watched Olajuwon. He was a carry- <laughs> role player on that team. Okay. <laughs> okay. Kenny has, Kenny has a couple of rings, but yeah, Kim Olajuwon was yeah. Was, and once again, messenger matters. I never played in the NBA, but I watched a lot of those games. I tell you what, if you take Kenny Smith off that team, we might win a championship. <laughs> you take Olajuwon off that team, zero chance. No, we're not going to the playoffs. Zero chance. <laughs> okay. And you have a guy like Shaq. Who has what? Four rings, three with L.A., one, one with, with Miami. Miami. Yeah, he has four rings, and three of those he was the MVP of the finals yeah. for three of those when he played in L.A. Unstoppable force. So when Shaq, so when so when Char, when Chuck brings up anytime he brings up championship caliber player, this that immediately Shaq's like, "Well, you never been a champion. You'll never be a champion. You never won anything," and just lights him on fire because the messenger matters. Because the messenger does matter. Yeah. Now, th- does that mean that Charles Barkley can't have an opinion? No. 
Of course not. He can have an opinion, but the messenger still matters. That <laughs> right? And that's and that's that's once again even even back to the idea of Harry. There's a broader piece of this that's really frustrating to me, and we talk a lot about people feeling that they can impose their opinion on us. That owner and slave mentality, right? Yeah. The idea that that because I think that I'm superior for you, or or I've been culturally sensitized to believing that I'm superior to you, I can tell you what you need to think. Yes. Right? We've talked about that a lot. Here's the thing. Slave owner, I'm not I'm not going that far with this situation, but there's mentality. a mentality. But there's but there's a yeah. there's a piece with this whole hairy thing is the reason why he's criticizing our First Amendment and our Constitution is because he thinks he's better than us. Oh yeah. That's why. Yeah. He thinks he can come in here in his royal princely robes and criticize us, not from a position of weakness, but from a position, from of, a position of strength, because he believes that he can say that because he's been conditioned to believe his whole life he's better that other body. people are inferior to him. Good point. And 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 on one end, that's really that's really sad. But on the other end, I would say once again, I'm very excited that that he seems to have a big heart and is trying to help people in a number of different different ways. But when you talk about things that have been institutionalized and all these types of things, when you talk about the woke brigade and people thinking, I mean, look, guys, I mean, this is somebody who believes he can come and criticize. Do you criticize people who you think are your equal? I try, I try to criticize people at all, but I get your point. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, you don't. I'll give, I'll give you an no, example. No, I, told, I told you about this. I'll give you an example. I play a lot of golf, right? Yeah. Do you know how I know when I'm hitting the ball bad? With people, with people that are not as good as you try to give you advice. Yes. How'd I know you? How'd I know that? <laughs> yes. I'm like, you're not better than me. Shut up. Yes. <laughs> I'm, I'm not- having a bad. I'm having a bad day. Yeah. You can't give me advice. I've watched you swing a club. You're not better than when me. When the guy down the range is just- who has scolded like 15 shots in a row and is like, hey, man, what you might want to do is you might want to work you on your shoulder turn. Your <laughs> He's not saying that because he believes it. It's because he believes that he's or like there's a perception of that when there's a criticism of a society or a culture. And this is the same thing that I've said over and over and over again about race relations in America versus other countries. Other countries pretend that they are in a far better position than us in terms of embracing people of different cultural backgrounds. And these countries have not been led by people that come from different cultural backgrounds. Yeah. It's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard, right? I also want to say this, though. And this is the messenger does matter. But other people's opinions matter, too. Yeah, you can have an opinion. You get to have an opinion. That's your freedom of speech. It's your freedom of speech. What I also see happening, and this is what what Mayor, Mayor Lightfoot did and many others do in this country, is this. It's as, and we see it all the time. It's if it's well, well, hey, hey, I don't know how you feel about that, man. Hey, I'm just a, I'm just an old white guy, so, so you know, I can't have, you know, hey, well, you know, I gotta stay out of that, you know, I'm not, you know, I'm not a woman or anything, you know, no, no. So like, I can't. We see people that are literally quelling themselves and and not putting out what their opinion, which could be a very good one that could be very helpful from their perspective, not say anything, because they feel like. Because the messenger matters so much, 
that they can't say anything at all. For and Wes- that's what we call canceling. But Wesley, you know what our First Amendment of the Constitution says? I'm paraphrasing this because <laughs> I try to be woke. Yeah. All messengers matter. God. <laughs> all messengers, all messengers matter. <laughs> because you, you bring up, you bring up a really good point, and that's I've, I've had I've had people. Real quick, real quick. That's really funny. Yeah, can you catch your breath? That's where you guys yeah, like that. That was really good, right there. Yeah, yeah. What I what I've now discovered is that not what the Constitution says? <laughs> it's, it's close it's enough. Like something like it's that. Close I was reading it. It's like it, it, it said Roy G. Biv. <laughs> like all colors lies. <laughs> Do you notice this for the, like, I'm, I'm watching this whole thing happen. I'm just like, Black Lives Matter, and then Asian Lives Matter, and then this and that. And, and it, it's like we are going through the colors of the rainbow. We're going through all the colors, and I'm just like, can we just agree? Just like, just like don't be jerks? Yes. It's, it's like, stop Black hate. Stop Asian hate. Stop Native American hate. Stop don't be a jerk. <laughs> Can we just like? I don't need you to have a Facebook post about it. I don't need you to. Hey, you, you know what? I, you know what I want you. To, you know what I want you to do when you see uh, a, a black person, or an Asian person, yeah. or a Hispanic person. Yeah. Don't treat, treat them like you would want to be treated. Like, how about we just? <laughs> How about we just do this? Like, let's not try to find a way where we can belittle somebody. How can I change my Facebook profile today? I mean, like, like what, <laughs> like what banner can I put on my profile today? It's like, we got it. Yeah, we got it. When are we ever going to wake up and just and just talk about the human race? We're not going to wake up. We're woke already. <laughs> <laughs> It's past, it's past tense. We're woke. Uh, <laughs> you know, I, I do think I do think oh. it's an it's it's a really interesting point too. The the idea of people who have alternative views making sure that we listen to them, and and you really you, you brought something up that I've thought a lot about this. The idea of white people saying, hey, I'm just a white guy, so you're, what, what, what do I have to say about this? Or even to like Stephen A, guys like this, hey, I'm just a commentator. But that doesn't mean that he doesn't have a unique ability to understand the game and see things and the nuances that are in it. Like everybody, not just good players become great coaches, has right? Bill, has Bill Belichick played a down of football in the NFL? Exactly, yeah. And, and and so, so this is why we're gonna be careful with that. Yeah, and there's a, and that's what that's why I mean I say that tongue in cheek. All messengers matter, but it is the idea of you have to <laughs> bring in different perspectives, but you also need to understand the perspective that somebody brings to the table. Yeah. This is what I talk about uh, with with parenting. Um, we we had very good parents. If my parents say anything to me about parenting, then it's gonna have a lot of credence because I think that they were very good at parents 
uh, doesn't mean that somebody who is a bad parent can't give you great advice. I mean, they might give you better advice. Yeah, they they, they know can what, tell you what not to they do. They know what not to do. Hey, like, don't mess this up in that way. And I've always felt this way about veterans, too, because I've had so many of my friends who have said, well, this is just my opinion, but I didn't serve. And, no. and I always stop people and I say, we have had presidents of the United States who have sent men and women to die for this country who had never served. Like, don't undermine the fact that you have an opinion on something. Mm -hmm. You can have an opinion on something. The level to which it's validated is is another thing. But 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 form an opinion. Those are a good. That those are good things. This is why this country is so incredible. Mm -hmm. Everybody is empowered to have an opinion. Now, the important thing is you must understand that you as a messenger matter. You must educate yourself, get the experiences, to a point where the opinion that you have has some teeth mm -hmm. that's the the environment that we live in mm -hmm. and there's nothing wrong with that in my opinion no there isn't there's, how could there be anything wrong with that yeah. it's called freedom it's called freedom of speech yes you get to have an opinion you do yeah and sometimes that opinion is right and sometimes that opinion is wrong I agree. and we're living in a world right now where more so than ever people have microphones and with those microphones in my opinion comes a responsibility mm -hmm. and that's that's the struggle that that I have with the meaning and notion behind the words that people say that that could be hurtful you know Tucker Carlson is an example of that, <laughs> yeah right? that, that, that's a bad choice of words right horrible choice of words yeah that, was, that wasn't the best choice of words right because you're accountable for for the things that you say and the vitriol, and Tucker knows better too. And the vitriol, and the vitriol yeah, that it could he, cost. Yeah, that's that's not a that's not a good choice of words. Yeah, you're responsible for that, and in many cases, I've seen so many pieces of my life. You talk about the messenger matters. We had dinner with with one of my best friends, Eddie Kennedy, the other night. And Eddie worked with me for Dow Chemical Company, worked, worked with me at Dow Chemical Company and is a very, very proud airborne or air, airborne guy. Silver Fox. He's, he's, he's the Silver Fox. He looks the self, the self the proclaimed, proclaimed <laughs> Silver Fox. Fox. And Eddie's opinion means a lot to me. And it means a lot to me because at a time when uh, you know, it was so funny when we would hang out and we lived in Midland, Michigan, it was kind of like, you know, this, this, uh, this black guy in his thirties and this white guy in his late fifties and we would hang out together. It's like, what do, what do these guys have in common? And more I really, I realized you know. a lot more than, you know, a whole lot. Mm -hmm. And I think the biggest thing we had in, in common is, uh, I think a, we care for each other and B, we care for the future of this country because we both have children and we both want them to be able to reap the benefits and, and both his and, children served too. and have opportunities yes both of his children served in the army mm -hmm. world's greatest army mm -hmm. and so it was great to connect with him and catch up because you realize very quickly that people in your life there who have cared for you the messenger matters the things that he says about us about the podcast about the things that he's experiencing the messenger matters because of the place that he holds in my life which is which is interesting because that's just another caveat to the complexity of this argument. And that is a lot of times we are so quick to look at the way somebody looks to say whether or not they can or can't say something. And we absolutely forget about the relationship that they may have with that other individual. Mm. 
I would even argue, hell, the relationship is maybe even more important than anything else. The, is the, the most important factor for the messenger matter for, for the messenger mattering is the relationship. Yes. Yeah. A lot of people could tell me a lot of things. You could tell me the exact same thing is different. Yeah. It's rooted in what we talked we've talked about previously. It's rooted in trust. trust. And if it's rooted in trust, that changes everything. And that's that's once again. It's like trust, man. It's trust. It's transparency. It's the idea of, of of being able to be completely and holistically yourself. Yes. Without judgment. So we were talking about with Joe Rogan, right? Brendan, do you know do you know like how many relationships are actually like that? I mean, I've I haven't had many. I mean, they're just not very many relationships that 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 are that are like that. And there are lots of reasons why you get to have relationships like that with particular people, particular individuals. Yeah. I mean, but but those people are very special people because it's such a rare occurrence when that actually does happen. Well, and it gets to worse. Be vulnerable. Yes, it does. <clears throat> and it's worse in our social media culture because we're constantly putting forward an avatar of the people who we desire to be and not the people who we actually are. Mm-hmm. You know, none of the pictures are real. Don't take a picture of me if I'm not made up. Like all, all these things, it's and none of my pictures photoshopped though. That's all me, dog. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. So I mean, you might be photoshopped on here. No, nah, I'm not. Hey, man, that's all me. I don't think all that chess is nah, real. That's all me. I think all that chess is real. <laughs> well, since my brother drinks three gallons of water a day, <laughs> he had to go pee pee. He couldn't hold his water, <laughs> so he had to he had to get up and go potty. So the messenger matters. Uh, this is, this is a rare occurrence. Actually, what we typically do is we film all the way through. And this is, see, Messenger Matters, and this is about being transparent yeah. about what just happened. Well, I'm sure after eight gallons of water, your, your piece pretty transparent, too. <laughs> Translucent. Uh, <laughs> so that, that is, I, I, I drink, you know, full disclosure, I drink two gallons of water a day. And uh, when you drink two gallons of water a day, sometimes uh, sitting in a chair for an hour can be a little bit problematic and it's interesting because because we just literally just sit here and talk for an hour we don't cut anything no we just go straight through so you know the fact that we couldn't make this this last 10 minutes straight through is is is, it's a pretty pretty sad testament of your bladder (laughs) (laughs) well and I think there's a piece. Or, you're, or you're drowning it. I, think, you see, I don't know who's folded it. <laughs> I, I think that there's a piece of this, too, in terms of transparency, honesty. People understanding that when we do have a conversation, this isn't a, a scripted conversation where we're trying to tell you a, a specific message. I mean, these are the conversations that we have day in and day out. Yes. And, and the reason why we have opened our lives to share these conversations with you is because we do believe that the messengers matter. Mm-hmm. We believe that we've had unique experiences over the course of our lives. Uh, we think that we have perspectives that have not really been shared broader in our culture and, and in many ways have been muted out. Mm-hmm. Uh, we think that we have a, a very positive story and a positive message that, that oftentimes is not being told right now. And out of responsibility, we feel the need to project that message, project that positivity. And we would hope that in that frankness, in that forthrightness, that our message would matter because of who we are. So even this piece of, of the conversations we have, the nature of the conversations, how we have the conversation, this is all rooted in 
hoping that us as a messenger, the transparency, the thoughtfulness that we put into these conversations will matter. And just because we think our message matters, your message matters too. It does. Therefore, all, all messages, messages matter. matter. <laughs> <laughs> Take us out, man. <laughs> and remember, smiles are contagious. So make someone stay. God bless y'all. Thank you. God bless.